Hello, everyone. This is Sean Dubervac with Avrio Institute. And I'm Ross Rubin at Reticle Research. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Techspansive. This week, we thought we would kick things off by recapping Prime Day. It was annual Prime Day, Amazon's Prime Day this year, no longer just a single day, but now two days. And uh, we thought we'd kick things off there to start before diving into some earnings announcements from Netflix and Microsoft. So, Ross, did you buy anything this Prime Day? You know, I, I had to do my civic duty uh, in, in the nation of Amazon and, uh, and, and buy a couple of things on Prime Day. Uh, they were very small things. They were like, you know, cables, basically. Uh, and then, of course, as soon as Prime Day was over, uh, I, I found the need to buy something more expensive uh, that okay. probably was not on a Prime Day discount anyway. But, but two things I noticed was uh, that the inordinate amount of uh, focus on Amazon's own devices uh, at the expense, I don't know if at the expense, uh, as opposed to, I should say, uh, a lot of the Amazon Basics products um, and then the other thing was the buildup to Prime Day is really starting to approach the level of hype and anticipation that we see leading up to Black Friday, you know, with all this speculation of uh, what we're going to see on Prime Day. And I guess the third thing was uh, a lot more focus on the reactions to Prime Day uh, by other retailers. So the kinds of promotions that I guess primarily Walmart and Target were running to try to counteract on the sort of general merchandiser front. Uh, but, uh, but there were, there were other kinds of things as well. And so it's just kind of funny how Prime Day has started this ripple effect um, that in some ways could be good for its competitors uh, in terms of another opportunity to offer promotion. Uh, what what did you think? Did did you buy anything on on Prime Day? Yeah, so I I actually love Prime Day, uh, and I I love these big kind of social events that uh, seem to be self created by organizations. <laughs> I was I was born the day after Thanksgiving, so I joked that I was you know born born on Black Friday before Black Friday <laughs> was Black Friday, uh, and, and so I, I've always been. Uh, you know, somewhat mystified by uh, Black Friday and just going out and watching people uh, change behavior because of the opportunity to save 10% or, or, and sometimes more, but um, anymore, we, as we know, a lot of the products are specially positioned for those holidays for Black Friday and, and others. And so uh, while you might be getting it for less, you're not necessarily getting um this the same product at a at a steep discount and so it it becomes a big sales event rather than just a uh you know an event for things that are on sale but uh the, the numbers from Amazon to to your point were very strong obviously the house brands did very well echo dots and fire fire tv sticks uh seemed to do very well they reported that prime members bought over 100,000 laptops, 200,000 TVs, 300,000 headphones, 
you saw them buy over 400,000 pet products and over 650,000 household cleaning supplies. And mm. it, it was interesting to me to see that some of the top sellers were non-tech items, things right. like Instapot, 23andMe, uh, you know, health and ancestry kits. They sold 200,000 life straws, which are these portable water filters. So they sold a lot of um, non-tech things. In the past, I have used Prime Day to buy... Um, um, back to school know, back, stuff, or well, I've yeah. I've used them to buy buy things that were that that I saw on sale, like Roombas. I've bought myself a Roomba on a black on a uh, on a Prime Day once, and and um, bought one as a gift on a Prime Day another year. This was, of course, the fifth annual Prime Day, and they Amazon also reported that it surpassed the combined sales of Black Friday and. Cyber Monday from last year. So it's a big event. They said they sold over 175 million items this year compared to 100 million last year. And, and to mm. your point, everyone else is, is using it as an event for themselves as well, Target, Walmart, and, and others. And so it's become a big shopping day, the Black Friday of July, if you will, though it happens on a Monday and Tuesday. And so it's become a, a very big holiday for for shopping in the middle of the in the middle of the year in the middle of the summer, and I, I guess the reason I asked about uh, school supplies is because, despite those popular categories you mentioned, I've heard that the, because quote back to school is the closest sort of traditional buying uh, event or or. Uh, annual uh, phase season seasonal uh, buying opportunity uh, i've heard sure. that prime day is kind of pulling uh back to school sales earlier into the summer um kind of like a magnet uh, <laughs> uh so that that is sort of one difference i i guess between prime day and black friday is that for all with black friday we're, we're starting to see a lot more pre Black Friday sales, right? Like, like the week before Black Friday, a lot of retailers right. will start promoting, uh, even though you start hearing about things weeks before. But because Prime Day takes place in what was formerly such a desert of uh, of holidays or, or seasonality, uh, it's it, it has a bit more pull on that back to school uh, selling season. So uh, it would be interesting to see, certainly at Amazon, but perhaps for some of the other retailers as well, uh, if if it's materially impacting uh, what, what they're seeing in those categories. I definitely agree with you that it pulls Amazon house brand products, things like Fire Stick or Kindles or or Echo devices, where you might be inclined to buy that, and so you hold off a few weeks until Prime Day, if Prime Day is approaching, or once Prime Day comes. Uh, anecdotally, as I talk to people, they seem to gravitate towards Amazon products. They bought Ring doorbells, now owned by Amazon, and got Echo Dots thrown in with the purchase, or you know, made up many other things like that. Um, I, this year, I didn't buy much, but I did buy a book because Amazon was running a, a $5 off uh, promo and, and um, 
so it was a book I was planning to buy anyways, so I uh, made some small purchases like that. Uh, but I, I do think it's got to be material, at least to some extent, for the other retailers, because they had no event, to your point, happening uh, during this period. It's a pretty quiet period coming after the 4th of July in the U.S., and so it, it uh, has become a bit of a magnet to bring shoppers to the online stores of, of major retailers. Yeah, the, the one last thing I'll, I'll offer about Prime Day is Amazon is often credited with inventing uh, this this kind of promotion. And uh, I, I was reading a story somewhere that uh, mentioned that um, actually it was, I believe, uh, the Home Shopping Network that coined the term Christmas in July. Uh, so they, uh. Uh, they, they did this... Uh, promotion, uh, or, or at least it was some branding uh, around um, that this time of year uh, to to evoke kind of a, you know, holiday sales season. But uh, while the phrase uh, clearly resonated and has stuck around in, uh, in, our, in our parlance, uh, it was it was clearly nothing on on the scale of, of Prime Day. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we can pivot from there, but it it really does relate to a couple of other big stories breaking this week. Uh, the European Commission launches formal antitrust investigation this week into possible anti-competitive conduct by Amazon because of their dual role as both a retailer and a marketplace. And, and the European Commission was arguing that Amazon uses proprietary information about marketplace participants to better position its own products and brands and, and benefit from that. So they use it as a data capture tool to then more successfully market their brands. And then, of course, uh, yesterday, Netflix announced their Q2 revenue. They reported revenue for the second quarter of $4.9 billion. That's up 26% year over year. They reported total paid membership of 152 million. That's up 22% year over year. But they added only 2.7 million new subscribers, which was below what they had projected, significantly below. They've missed that forecast before, but this was their biggest miss on uh, projected new subs. They argued that it was because of weak new content that they weren't able to to bring in new subscribers because of of the general weak content. But at the same time, the other story developing around that is all of the other players that are getting into this space. Of course, they're already competing against the, the YouTubes and the Amazons of the world. And again, Prime Day is about being a Prime member and getting these benefits because you're a Prime member. So one of the, the things that I think Amazon really accomplishes with Prime Day is that they get people to become Prime members who then also get access to Prime Video. And and uh, while they might have joined to get a deal on an Instapot or a 23andMe Ancestry kit, they now also get access to videos, which may hurt uh, companies like Netflix over the, over the long run. In the second quarter, Netflix lost U.S. subscribers for the first time since the third quarter of 2011. So you're, you're seeing them... Uh, shed U.S. subscribers for the first time in several years. And then we've got, as I noted, a number of uh, people entering the space, Disney, Apple, Warner Media, 
uh, NBCU all looking over the next year to launch their own subscription services. So there's a, a lot happening in, in this marketplace, and a lot of this is, uh, is interconnected. I, I would agree. I would say that we haven't really even begun to see the impact that these big players coming in is going to have on Netflix, which has historically been thought of as the incumbent in the streaming space. And sure, there have been a, a number of competitors, including Amazon, but particularly because Amazon Prime Video is not a standalone competitor. I know that Amazon now offers that as a configure, uh, one potential option, but for a long time, it wasn't even available as a standalone option. It was just something that you got uh, with Prime. It wasn't really a serious competitive threat. Uh, there was CBS All Access. There were a couple of live, uh, or I should say linear streaming services from DirecTV Now and uh, and, and Dish Network, uh, Sling TV, et cetera. And we've seen some of those uh, options uh, attract more competitors as well. but. But yes, the, the the big dogs are certainly coming in. I don't I don't think anyone has quit or anyone materially has quit Netflix yet in anticipation of how good the Disney uh, series, how good the Disney offering may be. Uh, but it's um, oh, and also you know their other competitor Hulu was kind of a different proposition. You know, it was more about all or most TV uh, series available in, in one place uh, as opposed to Netflix. So the, uh, the two, a uh, couple of things happening, the, uh, what, what is starting to happen. And again, I, I don't think this is having much of an impact at this point, but, but yes, it is, it is starting. The, the first thing starting to chip away is that Netflix is starting to lose more series. So it, you know, they knew this was coming for years and years. That's what, started the uh, a lot of what started the investment in original content but some very popular shows you know the office and friends uh and so forth are going to go away um because they're going to be uh, featured on competitive networks and it seems like uh you know CBS all access was was one thing but it, it just didn't compare to the depth of content uh, that we're going to see from Disney uh, and, and Warner Media, uh, a superset of, of HBO, uh, HBO Now, uh, it seems like, and uh, and and uh, I guess the other one is NBC Universal. So, uh, so th those are three, you know, pretty pretty impressive uh, content libraries, um, and then. You know, the, the other thing becomes subscription fatigue. Uh, I, I think it's fascinating to see Wells Fargo advertising now a service where they will monitor uh, your monthly expenditures and point out to you, you know, hey, are you, are you really using that, that service uh, very often? It's not just about internet media subscriptions. It's about all kinds of monthly expenditures, such as a gym you know, infamously, the, you know, the, the uh, stereo, you know, the infamous unused gym membership, right? Uh, but, uh, but I think it's, you know, while it, while it may sound a little creepy, uh, it's, uh, 
it, it's a good value add, you know, for a bank uh, or a credit card company uh, to, um, you know, to point out to you uh, th things like that, uh, that could, you know, conceivably save you a lot more money uh, over the course of a year than the difference of a few tenths of a percentage point uh, of on uh, on an APR, you know, for for late payments or something like that. It it definitely shows how the banks are changing the services that they offer as well. Uh, I think, you know, not only is Netflix losing some of their catalog, which is really where they started. You talked about Hulu starting with te television primarily. Netflix really was redistribution for existing content, even from the very earliest days where it was literally physical discs mailed sure. through the mail. Um, and, and by, and by started, the way, you know, by the way, they, they still have uh, almost two and a half million DVD service subscribers. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> um, the, uh, and, and so that unique content, the proprietary content is where they started to move to. And that's where they've grown some of their, their membership base. They've also raised prices significantly, yes. uh, announced price increases. So that, uh, you know, impacts there's some price elasticity here so that's going to impact impact their subscriber growth and the their subscriber count um I, it almost feels and we're going to talk about microsoft in a moment but it almost feels like at some point netflix is going to have to figure out how to move off of household subscriptions and move towards individual subscriptions i i feel like they're starting to do that in uh in certain markets, they announced that they would be launching a mobile-only streaming plan starting in India in the third quarter. So you move away from a, a household subscription to an individual subscription, perhaps. Microsoft has done, I think, a pretty successful job of that with Xbox Live and requiring e each individual to have their own account. I, I know uh, in my household where we have three boys on on xbox they each need and want their own account and so that's subscription fees for each one of them as opposed to what what would be a a single subscription for the household interesting uh certainly two different kinds of services but uh maybe even in lieu of um individual accounts uh, that's a tough thing for me to see working uh in the u.s although i yeah, totally understand the the mobile option in, in a country like India. Uh, the the you you what what you can do is you can offer uh, a multi user tier. Uh, so I, I think of Spotify, which has individual subscriptions, but you can get a family plan for uh, a, a few more bucks a month. So maybe maybe that's the way they go. That uh, you know it's not necessarily completely individual, but it's there's a higher price for shared. And the other thing that that might do, and I don't think this was, again, a material contributor, but but one thing that's increasingly becoming an issue, I, I saw a report uh, this week about piracy, <clears throat> excuse me, piracy, uh, talking about how shared subscriptions, um, or illegal, I should say, sharing of right. subscriptions, uh, is, is another revenue uh, product uh, issue for them. The other thing, Sean, I, I thought you m might uh, that that I thought you uh, were were maybe going toward was uh, when you said moving away from 
household subscriptions is this idea of bundling, right? And, and I think this is a good way to counteract uh, a bit the, the, the prime video bundling, which I'm sure still accounts for the overwhelming majority of, of prime video subscribers. So, you know, the key example is what Netflix has uh, done with T-Mobile um, and what Apple Music has done with uh, Verizon and what Hulu has done with Spotify. I mean, that's a fantastic deal. If you're a, a Spotify subscriber, you get the ad-supported um, uh, ad supported subscription to Hulu for free. Now, of course, once you do one of these deals, it immediately incentivizes your competitor to partner with one of your partner's competitors. Uh, but I guess the key is to either try to tie up one of the bigger players in the space, uh, or you know, at least to um, you know do do these kinds of deals in, in a broad enough variety of uh, a, a broad enough array of, of geographies that it, it kind of ensures your your viability for the foreseeable future. I don't know how the economics of, of these things work, um, whether it's promotional or they're losing money or they're willing to do that uh, because it, you know, because of, of the, um, because of the, um, the, the, uh, the referral fee, the affiliate uh, revenue that they may get from the partner. But, um, but, uh, but, it, but to me, it, it just seems like an increasingly popular way for these companies to um, cut down on marketing expenses uh, for customer acquisition at, at the very least. Well, and if, if it, obviously if they're adding more to the service, if there's greater value, then they're more inclined to keep that subscription up and going. And, and that to me is the beauty of Amazon's model is that they have essentially bundled their, their content subscription service with retail, with, with uh you know free shipping offer offerings and other things like that and so um that that is a pretty good bundle to have of course there there may be antitrust complaints around that eventually but uh the, you know they're bundling it with these other services all under the bigger prime umbrella you know one uh, one oh i'm sorry no go ahead i, I was just going to say uh I was going to offer my own transition that, uh, of course, the the biggest contributor to uh, Amazon's uh, income, uh, you know, not not necessarily revenue, has been AWS, uh, which has been uh, growing rapidly and in some ways uh, subsidizing the the retail business. Uh, and so I thought that was a good segue to talking about their main competitor there. Uh, which is uh, Microsoft uh, also reporting uh, revenues uh, this week. Um, so just looking at some of the numbers, uh, Q4 revenue up uh, 12% to almost $34 billion. Uh, operating income up uh, $12.5 billion, that's 20% year over year, and net income up uh, 49%. Uh, year over year, uh, so um, you know, particularly that last number is a uh, you know pretty pretty strong number. Uh, Azure uh, continuing to grow, uh, very healthy 
double digit growth, but uh, slowing down uh, with 64%, uh, lowest growth rate in uh, at least four years. Uh, and um, the, uh, so, you know, as, as has been the pattern uh, or the history for Microsoft recently, very strong growth in, in their various cloud uh, initiatives. Um, you mentioned uh, Xbox Live and Game Pass, some of their uh, more consumer-focused services, uh, seeing some uh, good growth there. Uh, somewhat offsetting that is a, a decline in Xbox hardware revenue, uh, down 48% year over year in Q4. But that, of course, is not very surprising. Uh, we are very, very deep uh, into this generation of consoles. And of course, uh, Microsoft, in addition to Sony, are starting to leak more and more about their next generation due coming out uh, next year. So it'll probably be pretty brutal for those console sales this holiday season. I'm sure they will. Uh, do a lot of heavy promotion and cut pricing to try to bring in uh, a last um, cadre of, of users into the ecosystem. Uh, but um, but but clearly we're you know getting ready to to move on there. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very hard to to drive hardware sales because I think there's going to be other things this holiday season that will be competing for those dollars, namely VR head units. And so uh, you, you saw some of those do quite well during Prime Day, which we started off with. Uh, that was an area that seemed to do pretty well and, and sell out. And I think it's an area that's going to really garner some of those dollars when uh, when it comes around to the holiday season. The other thing I would add is that while you see growth slowing for the for Azure, uh, it's still very strong growth that's really uh, driving a lot of what's happening at Microsoft. And, th and this is, uh, again, another quarter of double-digit growth. So Microsoft has really been uh, done a great job over the last couple of years of refocusing broadly across the entire organization and, and growing revenue as they've, sh as they've shifted from a desktop-first environment to uh, what, what the future of services and, and computing looks like. And, and one bridge I would just add between their cloud efforts uh, and their gaming efforts uh, is the idea of these streaming game services uh, that, uh, that, that they're uh, trying out. We've spoken about this on previous episodes, particularly when we talked about uh, Google Stadia, uh, which seems to be a bit ahead of where Microsoft is um, uh, where Microsoft is uh, in terms of launching their own streaming game service. But you can completely see the evolution. It's a very natural evolution from Xbox Live to Game Pass, where you're starting to bundle in access to uh, various titles to a Stadia-like service, xCloud, I, I think they're calling it, uh, to uh, where, where the games themselves are rendered in the cloud and you start to really blur those platform boundaries, they become uh, far, far less relevant. So uh, a good opportunity for Microsoft to 
leverage the enterprise work that uh, it has done with uh, with Azure and the cloud uh, to bolster and expand uh, their their other businesses. So that's probably a great place to close it for the week. We appreciate you joining another episode of Techspansive. Again, I'm Sean Dubervac. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Dubervac. And I'm Ross Rubin. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Rubin. Don't forget to check out the website for show notes. And uh, we welcome any and all feedback. We'll see you next week.